it is um, September 28, 2022. I guess we have to... uh, you know, we have to say, I don't know what people over there in uh, the western side of Florida, the Florida Peninsula, are going through today, but dang, I can't even imagine. You know, I actually saw some video a little while ago, and I'm not sure what part of Florida this is in, uh, but they were showing a pier and how high the the surf was up that pier. Right. You know, it was like crazy, and it was coming in harder and harder, and there's like a group of people out there, man. Testing yeah. their luck, like riding the riding the surf. Oh, surfing? No, okay. not no. They weren't. They weren't. They didn't have their boards. It was just on feet. Oh, okay. But they were just hit, letting the waves take them away harder and harder. And they were out there, and you just like, we all know those people. <laughs> Some of us are those people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That are like, they're riding it out. Not only are they going to ride it out, they're actually going to try to enjoy it. You know, yeah. like just take it as like a dude. We're living through a almost a category five hurricane. But it will be detrimental to a lot of people. A lot of people are going to lose a lot of things. There's no way around that when these uh, the nature's little uh, sweet, humble reminders, man, just creep up on us, man. Earthquakes and tornadoes and hurricanes, man. Yeah, now, I, I, I... I got buddies that are heading down to the Gulf, uh, the Texas Gulf Coast uh, tomorrow to catch some waves. I guess like down in Corpus, there's like 10 foot swells right now. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I'll be down there Saturday. Oh, wow, man. Yeah. yeah but uh, <laughs> I won't be doing any surfing or anything like that, man. <laughs> but I will, I'm just going down there to play music and coming back, really. But yeah. I will say, I mean, I'll see the ocean. Right. But what they're going through over there, I mean, those natural disasters, I, I say this with all due respect, they, they interest me. I'm scared of them. You know, they're scary, dude, really. Like, to yeah. be caught in a tornado or something where it's like, oh, Tornado could touch down anywhere, and you're just like in that bullseye. You're like, damn, dude. Right? You know, that's, that's pretty freaky, dude. For oh, real, yeah. you know? I used to live in Kansas, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, to... I mean, that's a different level up there, dude. They really, they have something to worry about. But yeah, we definitely, <clears throat> I have some friends over there on that side of the. One of them actually just, uh, I know, is doing all right. You know yeah. what I mean? But yeah, they're cool. They ride it out and. They'll clean up afterwards, you know. They'll address it afterwards. You move on, you know. But it's yeah. living in the Gulf Coast, man, yeah. or on it's the Atlantic Seaboard, it, yeah, that's right. It's just, just part, part of life of every year this time of year, man. And if anyone can survive it, it's Florida man. All right. Oh, Florida, for sure. Florida man. Florida man can handle anything. Dude. I mean, I've read about him. I've read all about Florida man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, man, where do you want to well, take I mean, this, man? Talk about. You know, there are certain parts of history that are considered uh, kind of like quickenings, right? Where things really start to escalate to a point where they can't be contained anymore. And uh, even in this case, maybe like proxy wars start to escalate and they even might, you know, sort of cross their own metaphorical Rubicon and uh, turn into just all-out open wars where... Neither say you know. No one can claim that they're just that they're just not involved anymore, right? So, uh, so yeah, the big news coming out of uh, the Baltic Sea is the apparent uh, sabotage of Nord Stream One and Two. I guess there was three explosions within twenty four hours. Uh, who both, said? Who who detected the explosion? I believe it was a Swiss. Uh, What's the word? Uh, seismolis, uh, 
Seismology. Seismology, yes. Yeah. Seismograph. Yeah. Readers. Those people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Those people who read the seismographs. <laughs> they yeah. said that uh, they reported some explosions. Uh, they, they said that it was definitely not earthquakes. It was definitely not natural. These were blasts that ruptured the uh, Nord Stream 1 and 2 pipelines. Both pipelines. Uh, and they are apparently, from what uh, both of us have read, they are now useless. Like, it's not like they're just going to go down there and patch these pipes up and everything's going to go back to operational next week. You know, this is... Well, uh, of course not. Yeah, yeah. this is... Uh, the, the, I mean, these, you remember, these the, two BP, you remember the BP oil spill, even if it was. Right. You know, it was, it was done. Yeah, and I mean, we were watching uh, the footage just earlier that, yeah, there's a picture of it right there on the, on the TV and... Uh, Man, I mean, it just huge, huge areas of just methane gas percolating up uh, into the Baltic Sea, or out of the Baltic Sea, I guess you could say. Uh, and so these are not small leaks. I mean, it, talk about a environmental disaster, you know. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's, a, that's a lot of oil coming out of there. But, of course, the, uh, the big question on everybody's mind is, who done it? Right, and it's like a big international game of Clue. I mean, we as you people, have though, so many we, possibilities. We as people, though, like there are probably people in the world in high positions, right? Like of the U.S. and these big countries, right? That probably all someone will, knows. will know and know, and like oh, we, we all, it's right much now. more speculatory for us, you yeah. know. Like, you know, it's hard not, to, you know. It, 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 will we ever know, really? Right. You know? It's no, like, I don't believe we will. Yeah. I, don't, I don't believe we'll ever really know, if, you know, actually who did it. I think that eventually we'll get an official story, an official narrative. Uh, but, of course, the, the, the top three contenders for who done it right now, uh, as of right now, one day after the, uh, the incident, OJ. is, uh, of course, yeah, OJ, number one on the list. Yeah. Uh, There's still a white Bronco <laughs> driving <laughs> over the ocean, dude. <laughs> I saw, I did see one meme, and someone had edited the Nord Stream pipeline, but they made it to where it was like Hunter Biden. Oh, and and the crack <laughs> that was a great one. But, uh, oh my God. Uh, the two main, the three main contenders, I should say, are uh, Poland. A lot of people saying Poland might have done it because Poland is very uh, anti Russian and anti German. Yeah, uh, man, that is an unsophisticated place to be if you're that way. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? That is like, damn, man. You're like, and so uh, you're just stuck in oh, the yeah, middle the of it all. Of it. Hey, man, you know they're they're just waiting for either one of them to cross. So, the are, is Pol- Poland's a part of NATO? Poland is a part of the NATO. And so is Ge- and so is Germany. Germany. Germany, yes. And they don't like each other though, right? Well, it's just historically. Well, it's, I mean, yeah. you know, historic World Germany War II. Yeah, Poland, yeah, invaded yeah, Poland. Know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah. Uh, but, uh, you know, and Poland is also a former uh, Soviet state, also, oh, yeah. you know. Uh, but, uh, anyway, people are saying that they might have done it. People are saying that Russia might have done it. And also, of course, people are saying uh, that, you know, these crazy conspiracy theorists out there are actually, they actually have the audacity to suggest that the United States government might actually be involved in something so heinous. Yeah, no. Okay. Uh, now... <laughs> they don't do stuff. Like no, that. you know, of course we know that our ambivalent leaders would never 
uh, do something like that. Okay, really. Even though, really, uh, it, and I'm sure uh, this has been broken down by everybody, but really, break it down real quick. Who would have the most to gain from this? It, it, but re- I mean, it's really hard to say. It's really hard to say because, because you know, there, there's there's proof and evidence that there's another pipeline, right? I think the question is who would have the least to lose, and it's definitely us. It's definitely the United States. Yeah. You know. Uh, Were there ships, uh, United States ships and stuff detected in the area? No, uh, not recently. Uh, there was United States Navy uh, exercises in the area like months ago. And so there are some people, of course, speculating that possibly... Uh, you know these could have these charges could have been planted. They could have been planted at any time, right? The, and the ocean's not that deep. I understand where this happened. So I mean, the possibility of it being some freelance, maybe it had maybe, maybe some government had nothing to do with it. I don't think that's very probable. I think that most likely this was sanctioned by some government. Uh, that, you know because uh, to do something like. Set off three charges on 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 two underwater pipelines in the matter of twenty four hours. That's that takes some coordination oh, and it uh, takes some hardware. It's obviously, I mean, I mean it's, yeah. it's, it's going to be that's I mean, a coordinated uh, attack. If there's people who read this stuff and could say that it was it was an explosion, like, it was an, yeah. it was a choreographed attack. I mean, it's right. obvious. On the pipeline, an explosion. But so, so, do you think it would kill a jellyfish? The initial explosion, like sure. you think so? Because yeah. jellyfish live forever. Right, if they don't get killed like that, like if they uh, didn't, get, yeah, get, I've, yeah, I think right? I've heard something about that before. Yeah, imagine like there's a group of jellyfish and they're just floating around, you know, and they're like fucking coasting. We'll be, we'll be here forever. Yeah, you know what I mean. And then all of a sudden, dude, man, uh, they're like, damn, damn. <laughs> last words, man, <laughs> damn, yeah, it's not us. <laughs> yeah, you guys there are gonna have to carry it on, man. <laughs> damn. Yeah. Now, I know that, uh, the I, know, I mean, you can just look at all that gas being spilled out and you know that this is a tragedy for all the local wildlife of the area, no no, no doubt. Uh, not just the jellyfish. Oh, oh no, all man, the, it's a I tragedy. Mean, it's really yeah. a tragedy. Uh, for, it's, a tra- tra- it's a tragedy for for mankind, too, because it's just another major escalation in a in an already very, very, very volatile situation, you know, right. that... Uh, uh, you know, our country, no matter what the situation is, is we are involved because right. we've sent, you know, $67.5 billion over to the Ukraine. You know, and, and not, no, no, we haven't. We haven't sent the money. We've sent them weapons right. that we've given to major arms manufacturers, which, by the way, are some of the greenest uh, com- uh, companies, you know. Very and, green. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They're all about electric <laughs> guns and stuff like that. <laughs> And, uh, uh. <laughs> but really, man, it's a sad situation, dude, because that, like, there's no, here's, here's the thing about it, man. There's a lot of places in the world that have these ongoing civil conflicts that are really bad. But when you get one that is like a country the size of Russia, you know, and, uh, then you have a group of countries that like the size of NATO that, have these different interests. It obviously encompasses a lot larger of the... So that's why... We, it's not that all these... There's a lot of hot spots in the world, you know? But this is... You know, man. 
this seems a little different, you know. This definitely seems oh. a little different, and, and I think this is a very volatile situation. And I think we've said this before. Like, it's all about just where that war machine is pointing at the time, you know, because there's always going to be reason for some people who are who are invested in that culture and arms manufacturing and selling weapons to tell people somewhere to raise up arms and start a fight and these people defend themselves and there's a fight and they invest in this type of behavior you know and there's no one calling for any type of there's there's really no party involved saying hey can we can we stop this do you know what I mean? It's escalation after escalation after, and we're just watching it unfold. Most people around the world know, I would say a lot of people around the world sit here and scratch their head and think, why does this have to happen? But there's like, it's like, it's like trying to stop a train, dude, you know? Mm-hmm. It really is, you know? It's like, yeah, no, I mean, damn. <clears throat> I don't know where I went with that, dude, but I fucking went somewhere. Well, no, like you, right you know, you're going into the, uh, the unstoppable wheel of history that this liberal world order established after World War II actually had the uh, audacity, I would say, to believe they could stop. Right? I mean, you know, uh, anyone who's read like Francis Fukuyama's End of History, right, that was written right after the fall of the Soviet Union... It details exactly what they thought. They literally thought that they could, you know, just kind of steamroll over the whole world with this Western system and, and literally end history. That, no, you know, it's kind of like the revolution to end all revolutions or, or the revolution beyond which point any and all, revo- you know, any and all future revolution will be impossible, right? And uh, <clears throat> I think that there are certain, uh, certain sections of the world that are standing up to that idea. And then we saw, and then we and, saw, and then we saw pictures of the universe, yeah, from a telescope. And we're like, oh, you know? yeah, oh man, we're like, just on this little blue ball floating yeah. through space. Yeah, all of a sudden, well, it does stuff like that does like mm-hmm. change the minds of people in societies, right? Do you think? Well, like, like landing on I the think moon. It, you know? I, I think it changes the mind. Uh, I, I think it influences the mind of the individual. Yeah. But uh, you know the thing about these sorts of cultural conflicts is that, that you're you're dealing with groups of individuals and yeah. groups of individuals are far more irrational and erratic than uh, individuals themselves. <clears throat> but you know, back to this uh, to the pipeline situation and the whole who done it thing. You know, I think that a lot of people are blaming Russia, and I think that that's uh, that just is. It's the American influence, you know, like you were saying earlier, you know, we got to have someone to blame for everything, and right now that's either Russia or China, right? Just depends on what part of the world it happens in. And uh, so a lot of people are saying that Russia sabotaged these lines themselves. I think that that's, uh, I don't think that would make a lot of sense. I think that those, you know, the Nord Stream pipelines were pretty much Russia's main point of leverage over Europe. You know, they were kind of standing there, with, with the hose, and they were able to kink the hose, you know, anytime they wanted, and turn it on and off, and kind of toy with Europe, almost like a like a cat would toy with a mouse, right? Now they can't do that anymore, you know. And it's like, why why would why would they do that? Why would they cut their own hose? Uh, I, I don't believe they would. But uh, you know who I think might have the uh, incentive to screw with the Nord Stream 
uh, Nord Stream Pipeline is the United States. I think that at the end of the day, winter is coming, <laughs> right? I mean, uh, I'm pretty sure the first snowfall has already uh, happened in Ukraine. Uh, Europe is starting to get cold. Uh, and I don't think that this uh, timing was coincidental. The timing of this pipeline being sabotaged. Right when, th- right when the seasons are changing, things are starting to get cold, bam, we're going to cut off, you know, basically the whole gas supply to Europe. Uh, <clears throat> but, uh, of course, it's right when we have, uh, like you were saying earlier, we've we implemented our new lines, you know. But I was also reading that those new lines only carry about 10% of what the Nord Stream pipelines carried. Wow. So, yeah. yeah. You know, these new pipelines aren't going to do the trick. Well, can I say but, this? Well, what about <clears throat> people who say that that this could be a... Uh, not that I believe this. I'm saying that this could be like that the Russian government could have staged this as a false flag in order to, like, unite their people and, like, bring the United States in knowing that it would be them that got blamed because they knew the other pipeline. They knew the pressure... And they knew that they, they knew what was going on anyway, so it's like a way to unite their people. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, yeah, they no, feel I like definitely see way. what you're saying, and, I, and I'm definitely not putting it past Putin's regime to pull off f- false flags. Uh, and maybe it was. I'm not saying that that's not a possibility. Yeah. It's absolutely a possibility. I don't think. I think if they were going to pull off a false flag, they would have done it any other way but this. Like, like I said, man, the, this was their leverage. You know, I mean. It, w- w- uh, this was their whole geopolitical leverage over Europe. Now, w- without this leverage, without this geopolitical leverage over Europe, all they're left with is their military yeah. leverage. Yeah. And I don't think that they're that confident with their military leverage over NATO without yeah, no, the definitely. geopolitical leverage. Uh, and they also, did not seem reason, like they, they did not. They <clears throat> definitely did not have the most to gain, even in by doing a false flag. Right. Like, and it, they had the, the most to lose. No, for sure. Actually, uh, and uh, you know another reason. Well, actually, uh, I would say Germany <clears throat> probably had the most. To lose. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I would agree with that. Yeah. Uh, and another reason I'm a little skeptical about uh, whether or not Russia did it is because of something Biden had to say back in February of uh, 2022. Back this was uh, this was just before Putin invaded Ukraine, uh, just before the troops marched over. Uh, so let's listen to what Biden had to say uh, in February in February of this year. Man, this is. Crazy. Let me answer this first question first. If Germany, if uh, if Russia invades, uh, that means tanks or troops crossing the, uh, the the border of Ukraine again. Then uh, there will be uh, we there will be no longer a Nord Stream two. We we will bring an end to it. Yeah. yeah and so, uh, Victoria Newland also uh, kind of said something very similar around the same time. Uh, I don't have that clip pulled up, but I, but I have heard it. And uh, so, you know, and like we were saying earlier, I mean, the United States Navy was in the area, early, you know, prior to this. I don't think that the, uh, I don't, you know, just like I would not put it past Russia to pull this sort of false flag on themselves. I also would not put it past uh, America to do this. 
and try and blame Russia for it or try and blame some other country for it because I think that the United States realizes that uh, Germany's dependence on Russian oil is really, a, you know, it's kind of the most obvious crack in the NATO alliance, right? Kind of one of the most obvious things to exploit about the uh, uh, in the NATO alliance. And so I think that uh, one incentive the United States would have had to uh, just kind of get the Nord Stream pipelines completely off the playing board uh, would be, you know, get that, like I was saying earlier, that those pipelines were Russia's main leverage over Europe. And so there's really all the incentive in the world to take that leverage away from Russia, you know. And, uh, and like I said, this is all speculation. I'm not saying for sure that I know the United States did this. I don't know yeah, who did this. Yeah, of course not. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, but uh, I, I think that that would make a lot more sense than Russia false flagging itself. And it, it, that, that, I mean, talk about shooting yourself in the foot. If they did that, if that well, was third, Russia... Well, the third, it could be, you, we said earlier, did you say who the third option could be? It could be Russia, United States, or... Poland. Or Poland. Yeah, so what's, yeah. the, what's the argument for them doing it? Just the fact that they... Just that they're, you know, they're anti-Russian oh, yeah, and Germany. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. just, you know... Uh, I, I like I said, I think that that's probably the least probable between. Yeah, because they have a lot to lose too. Because yeah. they, they, you don't want to have a lot of enemies being yeah. where but, they are. But you know, either. there's also the possibility that Ukraine did this, right? I mean, that's one that I don't hear hardly anyone talking about. Oh yeah, I guess. And of course, that, that. I think that that has to do with. I mean, that would of course go against the whole narrative, right? Ukraine's supposed to be an army of angels who are doing nothing but fighting off, uh, you know, invaders from their own land. They don't have time to blow up pipelines, right? Uh, but I, yeah. you know, I think that that, yes, that, that the, could be a possibility as well. Yeah. Yep. Maybe it could be a conglomerate of, of countries that all kind of knew and kind of had this plan that they could, they had this, this wild card, quote unquote, you know, yeah. one of these fucking, you know, these, the, this, thing they could do that would you know who knows who knows man honestly we don't man i still don't even know who the hell waldo is you know what i mean but i don't think i i do think it's one of those things that we'll probably never fully know it'll always be kind of spec loose speculation we'll know everyone's official story and we'll have that information at our disposal at some point for sure uh but there will be different official accounts for sure and we'll be guessing, left to guess what happened, and we'll have to follow people's narratives, and their actions will follow their narratives as well, you know? So, like, if the United States comes out and their official story is, we know for sure Russia did this, and they did this to hurt Germany, and this was a major escalation, well, now their actions are going to follow what they want their narrative to be and what their narrative is, regardless if it really is the truth, and we know that or not. And then Russia is going to say, this was the United States. And this is an act of major offensive war, and we know they did it. And well, their actions are going to follow that. And it's just a, it's just a more as as long as those attitudes prevail, dude. It's just we're in a very bad way. The world should pay yeah. more attention to what's going on, and people should say we should stop. No matter what your profession is, or like <clears throat> what type of sports you like to watch, and what type of things you like to do in your spare time, like. 
it's not beneficial to our countries to have these major, major conflicts that could lead to this, you know, world war type of a, of a, of a disaster, you know, it's so stupid, you know, it, it's not stupid, but it is, it could be avoided, it could be avoided, but like historically, again, you know, I think, uh, you're right, people should really be paying attention because, I mean, right now, I mean, you have the partial mobilization of 300,000 uh, reservists in Russia. They've also, <clears throat> excuse me, they've also shut down uh, travel to any males between the ages of 18 and 65 for leaving the country. So The United not, States has uh, also pulled people out of the consulate, right? Out of the gym. Yes, uh, the, uh, the, yes, the, 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 well... I don't know if they've evacuated the United the, the U.S. embassy or not. I know the U.S. embassy in Russia was urging all American citizens to leave the country immediately. Oh yeah. I, I didn't. I don't recall reading anything about the uh, about the actual embassy itself being evacuated. Uh, when when that happens, that you know, then yeah, I, I mean, the call for American citizens to leave the country is is uh, concerning, right? So hold on. They say uh, everybody leave the country. What about the ones like? The old U.S. military vet and Brittany Griner, are they allowed yeah. to leave? Yeah. Uh, if I were no. Brittany Griner, I would try. I'd be like, "Look, you said all U.S. citizens need yeah, to leave right. Russia. Can we leave?" Oh, and speaking um, of that, also uh, Edward Snowden as well. Yeah, he became a Russian he, citizen. Yeah, he became a, uh, which means he'll yeah, be wearing, what a weird he'll turn be wearing of a Russian uniform here in a few months. <laughs> yeah, what a weird turn of events for him, man. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, like we can that's draft a another possibility. Yeah. I mean, it would be very ironic. I shouldn't be laughing at that, but. Yeah. That is yeah. a total possibility. I mean, he's he's a Russian citizen now, and if and if there's yeah, a draft, dude, what a turn of events his life has been. <clears throat> yeah. man. damn, dude, you think you think they should have pardoned him? You oh, absolutely, say. they should have pardoned him, man. I mean, she's Louise. He all all he did was tell the American people that their own freaking government was spying on him. You know, yeah. and I then mean, and then their own and then their own government didn't pardon him. Not, yeah, because that's who they pissed off, right? That's who he pissed off. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, you know, you know just, when 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 society is upside down like it is, and we scratch our head at uh, the decisions being made and what the hell is going on, and no one really knows what to make about it, you know, it's just one of them times, man, where people got to work shit out, you know, and it's unfortunate, and uh, it's going to cost people their lives and their livelihoods, dude. I, I think, I think it's becoming, it's getting to a point where. That's becoming undeniable, and right now it's in the Ukraine, and it's over. That's where they're fighting. That's where the fighting is. But yep. you know, people in Europe, you know, families in Europe, or you know, places all over the world, anywhere really, you know. And I mean, we have our fair share of problem, a uh, uh, fair share of problems of shit going on over here in the United States, man. And uh, you know, man, it's unfortunate, but shit's always gonna go down, man. It's yeah. always gonna go down. Like that's. That's why we'll be able to do this podcast as long as we're alive and we want to do it. Because honestly, shit will always go down. And sometimes well, it gets a lot hotter and a lot more intense than other times. And this is definitely one of those times. But, you know, again, I think we've all, we all just kind of wait in these times to wake up one day and read the news that some major event has happened. Yeah. You know, and that's why, and, and that's where you get clickbait and stuff from because they know it sells, but like, for real, that stuff does happen, you know. And this could be an instance like that right now that we're talking about, you know. 
especially when Biden made comments like that back in February. You know, and then yep. someone else like put out a, a tweet instead of a truth. They should have been putting out a truth, but they were putting out a tweet that said, thank you, USA, right? Mm-hmm. And so those types of things are like really, uh, yeah, and that maybe thing, you already said that. that no, that thank you, USA tweet also, I mean, that didn't just come from any random Twitter user. That came from the uh, the ex uh, Russian foreign minister yeah, of Poland. Yeah, clarify that. You That's know, right. I mean, yeah. and, and he, you know, he, he shared a picture of the uh, of the massive gas leak in the Baltic Sea, and he, and he said, uh, you know, with the with the uh, caption of "Thank you, USA." It's the free. And uh, this is a guy who used to, like you were saying, used to have a a place on the on the on the UN stage, right, yeah. or, or or NATO, yeah, yeah some, uh, some 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 type of big prestigious thing like that. But that's he he showed pictures of the freaking jellyfish graveyard, man. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Yeah. But you were mentioning that we need to come to agreements, right? We need to work things out diplomatically and geopolitically. I would promote and, that. I'm not suggesting that that is what's going to happen, but I right. I would promote that. Exactly. I would say I wish I'm the that same that way. Happen, I, yeah. I wish that those things could uh, could work out that way as well. And you know, throughout history, one uh, one result of geopolitical shifts, you could say, is that when geopolitics shift, sometimes the map changes, right? In fact, it's not just sometimes. All throughout human history, the map has changed. Something's got to get... Yeah. And now, ever since uh, World War II, the map has stayed relatively the same. There have been some changes. You know, Vietnam and Korea and stuff like that. There have been some subtle changes to the map. Uh, But not really around... uh, not really around Europe, not since the, the breakup of the USSR anyway. And even those lines had already been drawn within the USSR. But, uh... What's happening, of course, right now in the uh, the Donbass and the Kherson and the uh, Lugansk. I, I always don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. No, you're doing but, your uh, best. Dude. Yeah. Okay. But uh, is that they're having these referendums. And they have apparently, I'm, reading, I'm seeing the headline right here, that they have voted yes to join, uh, to join Russia. Now, a lot of people are saying, and including the United States and Ukraine, that these are Russian staged referendums, that they're not going to recognize them, right? They're not going to, uh, to recognize these, this Eastern Ukrainian independence from Ukraine, right? And I've, I've heard that from so many people. Oh, you can't trust these referendums, you know? Oh, these referendums, they're just staged by the Russians. These people... They're going to the polls, you know, surrounded by Russian soldiers. What of you course, mean democracy? of course, they're going to, uh, yeah, you know, uh, of course they're going to vote Russian. A lot of people are saying that they're being coerced to vote Russian, right, uh, for joining Russia, right? What these people are forgetting is that this referendum already happened in 2014 when these regions seceded from Ukraine. And then, you know, Ukraine was in a state of civil war for eight years, shelling eastern Donbass and Kherson and Lugansk regions, sell, uh, shelling the Russian civilians, or uh, the the ethnic Russians, anyway, who live there, Russian speakers. Well, it goes back even far beyond um, that. Oh, it, that it just, goes back yeah. way beyond that. But just to bring it back to, like, the immediate yeah, causes yeah. and reactions of everything, right? 
even if you want to say that these newest referendums are staged because there's you know because the Russian military is now in, in the air is now in the area, the Russian military was not in the area in 2014 when these regions voted to secede from Ukraine and become their the independent uh, yeah. republics that weren't recognized by anyone until. Vladimir Putin recognized them. Now it's become obvious why he recognized them. I think he had the uh, he had the, the the mind to annex them all along, right? I, yeah. I think that he saw. I think that was definitely part of his plan. Was that Eastern Ukraine is very ethnic Russian. Russian speakers will be a lot of Russian sympathizers. I mean, I there. honestly, when when he decided to cross the border, everyone was like, "Oh, he's going into the Ukraine like like flying blind." I think that it was pretty obvious pretty early what he was trying to do. He was trying to go right into the middle point, cut down, and pull back those regions back into Russia. Like, I think that was his... That's what He wasn't invading <clears throat> Ukraine to take over the Ukraine. Yeah. He said, we had a referendum. It didn't work. You're, you're shelling people. You're killing Russians. I'm bringing... Like, that's, the way, that's how he justified it, right, right or wrong. Right. He handled it wrong. You know, and, you know, whatever the case may be, you know, whatever you think. Uh, he's a, uh, I, th- I truly believe that was their, probably their intent in this particular, yeah, in, uh, within yeah. the past few he months. To take you know? Ukraine. Now, I don't think that's where it's going to end. You know, <clears throat> I think that's, no. you know, I think obviously that's. And it's sad because that, that's actually where it could end. Yeah, right? no, for sure. You know, the it could have ended the with the referendum. It could, have, <laughs> it could have ended back in 2014 when these regions voted to secede from uh, Ukraine after the 2014 coup. Yeah. You know, they could have been two independent republics. And maybe you, maybe they would have independently voted to be annexed by Russia later yeah. on. This is, this is always the big thing that I have a problem with is, do you think those referendums are fair over there? The ones going on right now, probably not. Wake because, up like I said, 2014, probably not. Even if it was, yeah. here, here's the thing: is who gives it? Why does the United States give a shit? We don't even know if our elections are fair. Yeah, this is the whole point. You know what I mean? Like right. this is the this is the ridiculousness of it. You know, yeah. it's like the United States claims to have some moral authority. Over something that's twenty five, what four thousand miles away? I don't know how far it is. It's a long right. way away. You Other know, it's like what are you? Yeah, it's like you have no authority and and no and no interest over there. We have none. You know, like it, it's just it shouldn't even no. really be an issue. You know, like we should have no bearing in this. And like we're the United States, we don't stand for that, dude. What, we're going to fucking fight everyone every time something comes up that we don't like? Nope. I mean, we're going to be fighting everyone. You know? Shit. That's not, that's not the way you... Look, atrocities happen in the world, and sometimes it gets to the point where it could very well threaten the well-being of enough people to where you might have to interject yourself into the situation. Right? Right. No doubt about it. That could happen. Okay? Hitler. Right? That's a great example of that. But what it's become now is that this has nothing to do with the United States over there. That has to do with people that are in the United States government that have interest in energy and whatever they play with, all types of financial interest in that region right now. And they're bringing us into their conflicts, essentially, 
into their interest. You know, and it has nothing to do with us. Yeah. It has nothing. What does it have to do with us? You know, nothing. But they could kill us all. They could get us killed. Yep. You know, they're going to get some young Russians and Ukrainians killed, you know? Oh, yeah. It's ridiculous, dude. It, it's it's really... I mean, damn, you know, you can we can make... The best thing to do that we can do is try to live a life, you know, that is as happy as we can. You know, and right. be and really, we're lucky in where we do live. But it's you're never safe from atrocity and crazy shit going down. Okay, not with these people at the helm. You know. Yep. But it's impossible to not get just absolutely disgruntled, disgruntled and frustrated with the way that our system is operating. With no, like. Put the brakes on, like we, we, you're caught. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you're corrupted as shit. You know, like pull it back in, and they just will not pull it back in. Nope. You know, and it's just, it's like, man, it's frustrating. You know, we have no business being over in these other parts of the world anymore. People are like, dude, of course we do. <laughs> How do we? Well, we are the bearer. We have okay. With what money? We have the money. What money? Where's this money? Where is this? Yeah. Fucking, you know, you must be the Monopoly guy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, you know. Well, what do you think about that little rant right there? I was getting somewhere, but I just wasn't sure where I was getting. No, you're getting to where we, we, we rant on this almost every single episode now because it's become so relevant in the world that we've just become this empire that there, there's no other word to describe it a lot of people will say like oh it's not a you know we're not an empire you know we're not like it like the british empire just establishing colonies everywhere you know like that's not the concrete definitions of an empire you know an empire is simply a large country that you know with enough power to exert uh, noticeable influence over geopolitics, right? There's lots of empires in the world. We, we, we just so happen to be the biggest one right now. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I, and like I said, we rail on this every episode, man. I mean, we're not a country that was, in, that was designed to be an empire. We were designed to be a small government, you know, constitutional republic, Right. And I think that... Uh, we just took advantage. I think that it really is kind of... I think sad, honestly, when you read what some of our founding fathers had to say about European conflicts and about their their hope and desire that with this new country they were severing their descendants' ties to these European conflicts, Right? Like, that was in their head, that that we are going to become this independent republic over here, and we are, like Thomas Jefferson said, peace and commerce with all nations, entangling alliances with none. We're not going to get ourselves involved with these European conflicts that, you know, <laughs> Europe has been relatively calm since World War II. It's only been like 80 years. That's the blink of an eye in the in the historical sense you know and now it's all falling apart again guess what people europe stays at war i mean historically it just does i mean when when you have that many uh cultures 
in such a small It's like the Middle place. East of the West. You know, kind of, yeah. I mean, you, <laughs> you, know you, could, I mean? you could say, you know. Uh, but Is it the West? Europe? Europe, oh yeah. Europe it's is the West, West absolutely, yeah. yeah. Europe is the, the origin of the West, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, Western, Western civilization, you know. Uh, is European civilization, sure. basically Roman, right? Came from the Romans and the Greeks. Yeah, they used to know? think it was all the way west. Man. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Someone did. Yeah. Right. Someone you did. You know what? Too. But, uh, yeah. Go ahead. Go well, ahead. No, uh, oh shit. Uh-oh. Oh shit. Well, yeah, cause I, I forgot yeah. what I was going to say. I'll let you go, and then you <laughs> forgot. Uh, we both no. forgot. You know, <clears throat> the double whammy, man. Right. Damn. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Our founding fathers didn't want us to be involved in these European conflicts, right? And if and if only anyone could go back in time to the Constitutional Convention or to the signing of the Declaration of Independence and tell the founding fathers, hey, you know, just so you know, within just 150 years, your descendants will once again be dying on the battlefields of Europe. I wonder what they would have to say. I, re- I really do. I, I really wonder. Even if you like explain to them like what happened, right? Yeah. Like, oh no, you don't get it, dude. No, you don't get it. The Austro-Hungarian Empire was was collapsing, so we had to go over there and do, you know, or like for World War Two. Oh no, you don't get it. You don't get it. There was this dude named Hitler. We had to go. Like, I really wonder what our founding fathers would have to say about that. If they would think that our involvement in those conflicts was justified or not. If they would think that. That that would justify their descendants dying on the killing fields of Europe, like they, in like they specifically said, they didn't want to happen. Right, that wasn't supposed to happen with this country. We were not supposed to be this huge empire that went all over the world searching for dragons to slay. But that's exactly what we've become, and I think, I think that's sad, man. I really, I, I know that a lot of people, most people, in fact, most Americans are, are you know, are, are very. Uh, they're proud of the empire that, that the United States has become. And uh, and we all have family members who, who, who fought and died creating it in both yeah. of the world wars and, and, and in all of the wars we've been fighting since. Uh, but damn, man, you know, I, I really think that there ha- well, there, yeah, there's going to come a time a, when we have to choose. Do, are, do we want to be this big empire we've created or do we want to remain the constitutional small government republic we were intended well, to be? Actually, it's not even that we have to like we don't get to choose. We you know we're gonna have to. Yeah, no, it's gonna, gonna be yeah. it's gonna be yeah it's gonna be forced upon I mean, us. Yeah. yeah, and there's gonna be major changes that go on in this region that we live in called the United States. No matter what that means, because you know again you want to stay in the United States or is it gonna these questions are gonna come to bear, dude. You can't just keep having these elections with this much animosity. I mean these these questions are gonna come to bear for sure. You know, it's just a matter of time. And I was just thinking, man, it'd be crazy, though, dude, if the Founding Fathers come back, right? And they're sitting at a table, like, they're looking at their hands, like, oh, shit, we're brought back. And they're like, we just wanted to have one question for you. And they're like, we get to answer one more question? (laughs) Save the world? All right. You know, they're pumped up, right? And they're like, this world war is going on, right? And your ancestors are fighting on, on... are are fighting on battlefields on the European continent. Did you what do you think about that? And they're like, oh shit. And they're like visibly shaken. And you're like, I mean and then so the moderator says, and listen, this is like one of the worst American tragedies since the Civil War. And then all of a sudden they stop. <laughs> like what? 
<laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I can't take this. <laughs> what has happened? Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, what else do I know. need to know? We yeah. landed on the moon. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> and then they're like Lloyd from Dumb and Dumber. We landed on the moon. <laughs> and they walk off. Yeah. They just disappear into the abyss. Shit. <laughs> 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 you know, that's a good point. You know, that is a really good point. I, I, I totally, you know, spaced on the Civil War, you know. Tell them tell yeah. that in less than a hundred years, your descendants will be shooting at one another here in your own yeah. country, right? Yeah. Uh, well, and so, but you know, way, yeah, I so also, I also think that there were, there was no shortage of, of founding fathers who acknowledged that they were leaving a major chism in place in the United States, and that was slavery, right? Because at the time of the Revolution, for the colonies to unite and come together to fight Britain, slavery had to be put to the side because otherwise you would have never gotten the southern colonies on board with yeah, the revolution. Absolutely. And so and so there the were Declaration there of Independence. Were, I mean okay, it, yeah. it, it's 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 contradicting. Yeah. That all men are created equal. Yeah. You cannot that does that that disbinds color race create like that disbinds it all all men are created all humans. Yeah. Essentially man in that time I think man obviously stood for that it was a human element, right? It was right. human it's just that they yeah. consider man being thy human, right? Right. Uh, but uh, really, man, I mean, th- that that I, I, that's obvious. I yeah. think I think everybody can 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 admit that. Well, I, I, in other words, I think that the Civil War to go back in time and tell the founding fathers about the Civil War they would have surprised have been, them yeah. less than telling them that, hey, by the way. We fought two wars on the European continent. You know. Yeah, I, I mean? think that's no. I, I totally get the point. <laughs> yeah. it's, just, it's just funny that like they would have seen. Then they would have like run into all these other problems before. They're yeah. like, shit, dude, this was much rockier than we thought it was gonna be, man. <laughs> we thought we laid that shit out for you pretty good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh man, yeah, that's crazy though. But it's uh yeah, it's just it's just not you know, man. It's just not a good yeah. you know. It, well, the the one the one thing I will say about our time that we don't give enough credit to is that everyone's like, oh man, it's gonna be the end of the world, you know, gonna get nuked out. It's like you don't have to get nu- nukes don't have to be spread for it to really fuck people's shit up, and no. especially in the society that we live here in the in the. Uh, the far west over here, you know, we, um, you know, we have this life of convenience that a lot of the world doesn't completely know. And I think that we don't completely always understand myself included how lucky we are to have the conveniences that we have, you know, and, uh, you know, that could all go away real quick, you know, like even a little, if even a little bit of it goes away for us, we're going to feel major effects, you know, and honestly, at this point, it's highly likely. Oh yeah. At some point that there's gonna be, you know, some 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 Well, I caught the 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 A clip from Tucker Carlson's show last night. And he was saying, you know, he made a very good point. He was like, if this does come out, or even if Russia just has any sort of good reason to believe that it was the United States that sabotaged this pipeline, he was like, Every action has an equal and opposite reaction. What if Russia just decided to cut some undersea internet lines. You know how many lines run across the Atlantic Ocean floor, dude? So, dude, so many. 
so many lines connecting oh. Europe to America. What if they just decided to make it to where banks in England couldn't communicate yeah, with America? That's what he was saying. Yep. Yeah. No, but, that's a that's that's a good that's a that's a fair point. And uh, I mean, it's 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 obvious. That's it's just not the even financial. A fair point. It's just, it's just, that's just the financial implications. They could cut a power line. Yeah. You know, they could cut. They, you know, they could cut. The, 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 oh, man. It, it, so many things could happen. <clears throat> and again, no matter what is, things are going to get more expensive. All that stuff's gonna happen already, so it's it's just it's it's a it sucks, man. It sucks for everybody, and it sucks to live in times like this. At the same time, I mean, you know, you know the old saying, man, YOLO, you know. <laughs> and so I guess if you're gonna live in any times, may they be exciting. Well, you know, but but or but, it could be also be like the quote used during our revolution. I can't remember who specifically said this, but. Uh, the quote was along the lines of, uh, "If there should be, you know, if there's going to be trouble, let it be in my time, so that my children may know peace." You know. Yeah, sure, sure. I mean, that's I, the way I, the pendulum swings, right? Yeah. Usually, you know, you get in these hot, these hot spots, you know, man, and then it seems like that after they go away, that there's kind of a rejuvenation, and you know, maybe that's the plan of all this, man. Maybe there's a deeper, maybe there is really a deeper construct that we just have no idea about out there that just fucking greases this machine up, you know? I tell you what it is right Aliens. now. No, dude. Damn. It's it, it, it's gonna be the fascists rising out of Italy. Okay. You think? <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, the the heart. Oh, we you, you were talking earlier about Western civilization. Italy is it. Yeah, I mean, Western civilization practically came out of Rome, right? I mean, yeah, and now, uh, this could be our, our final topic for the night. Uh, uh, the new, who is pretty much definitely set to be Italy's newest prime minister, uh, Georgia Maloney, I believe is her name. And uh, according to... Pretty much all of mainstream media, she's a fascist, which makes me really think she must not be a fascist. But, uh, <laughs> but she's just not there. Fascist. Yeah, I mean, I listened to uh, to part of her speech, and uh, she did do a lot of yelling. I'll give her that. She did do a lot of arm waving. I can see how people could uh, could could make those uh, connections. Yeah, some, her manner some people are saying. She's the return of Mussolini in your in in Italy, you know. Uh, but I listened to her speech, and, and it was it was pretty much just along the lines of like, you know, why is why is the family the enemy? You know, why is uh, why is traditionalism and nationalism and national identity and stuff like that the in, the enemy? You know, it, it was very much an anti uh, globalism sort of speech, right? A very much pro. Uh, pro-nationalism, pro-Italian culture and heritage and tradition and stuff like that, you know. Uh, and, you know, me being a uh, conservative-leaning person, I personally don't... I don't see anything wrong with that, you know. In fact, I think that... Uh, I think to, to a certain extent, uh, we could really... we could really stand to uh, get some of that back, especially here in America... You know, we were saying earlier, we have a young generation here in America that really has no sense of patriotism, really, for America. Not, not, not just like the old school, you know, like, like, our, like our parents' sense of patriotism, the flag waving and the pledging your allegiance sort of patriotism, but like the kind of patriotism 
of just like revering, you know, the uh, the founding principles of this country. You know, not yeah. not, not not necessarily revering its government. Yeah, uh, uh, you know, <clears throat> like the the uh, respecting and valuing the the quality of life that we have that we were talking about earlier. Right. You know, to where we have this, like everybody, you know. There's a lot of people who have fallen off the tracks in this country now. You know, this is, you know, yeah. I mean, they're always talking shit, man. And who knows where this lady in Italy will go, you know. any The problem with times like today is that it could very well breed very unproductive movements that might seem all good up front. That, that is very much possibility. But the thing is, is look at what we have now. So... It's like, that's why it breeds it. Because, yeah. you know, and it's like anything looks good compared to this shit. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, man, it's just a, uh, it's crazy, man. It's 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 really a crazy thing. I, I just hope that people just fucking try to stay as happy <clears throat> as they can in life, man. Because that's all you can really do, you know, honestly. And, I mean, yeah, that's really all I have, dude. I mean... It's it's yeah. a hard time to stay happy, but you, you have to. Uh, I mean, I'm just that type of person. It's like, you know, there has to be. Not everything can be completely negative in our world, you know. Like, we obviously have big issues. Like this podcast is really just for our opinions and addressing some of the negative issues that we enjoy to talk about and 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 uh, theorize on, really, but. At the end of the day, it's like, man, you know, if you have kids, you know, you just teach your kids good at good qualities and be a strong person and, you know, let the crazy shit happen around us, man. And just whenever, you know, I mean, you got to do what it takes to to keep moving, you know, I mean, it yeah. is what it is, you know, so much of this stuff you don't control and, you know, they're going to lead people, they're going to lead people you know, in crazy ways, and people are going to do crazy shit, but, you know, there has to be some type of sense of normalcy, and I think that's what you're talking about with culture, is there has to be some type of baseline of normalcy <clears throat> and respect for, you know, the golden, the, the golden rule, man, the rule of the universe, man, that if you, you know, live by it, die by it, right? Yep. A humble mentality, you know? But also a strong mentality, and uh, I think that that is something that gets lost. There's a lot of confusement going on, and a lot of movements that get so diehard about what they're doing, they forget about all the shit they step on in the process, and they don't know who's behind it, funding it, and pushing it in different ways, and trying to take advantage of it. And you know, it's just—I don't know. Maybe everybody does need to smoke a little weed. <laughs> you know, maybe I was wrong. I used to say not everybody does. Maybe everyone does just need to hit the pipe once, you know. No, I'm just hey, I don't really think hey, that. You know, at the end of the day, we we hope that the, that all the world's problems can be resolved diplomatically, but of course, uh, anyone with even a rudimentary understanding of history knows that 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 usually uh, devolves, you know, does you know into uh, into wider conflicts, especially when they're already accelerated to the point that this conflict is. You know, I mean, there's just no uh, there's no going back to the old world order, right? You know, the one that the one that existed in 2019. It's not uh, it's not coming back, and so 
really the, the our question as Americans, and like you were saying, it's not even a question. It, 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 it's a situation that's going to be f- sort of foisted upon us, you know, just thrown upon us. Uh, is that we're going to have to accept that we're not going to be top dog forever. No one is, right? Uh, you know, the, the nations that are uh, strong enough and uh, I guess you could say lucky enough throughout history do become powerhouses and do uh, enjoy high standards of living, sometimes for generations upon generations, sometimes for just a couple of generations. And uh, I think it's looking right now like the United States' time as a powerhouse in the world is going to be, uh, I've described it before, like a flash in the pan, you know, bright and brilliant, but over quickly. Yeah. Uh, and I think that that, something, just to harp on something else we harp on every single episode, I think that that is because the United States' empire is built on a foundation of sand, and that foundation of sand is the fiat currency system, you know, this Federal Reserve system of just printing our foundation out of thin air, you know, basically. And uh, it's all falling apart before us, and we're going to have to accept that we might not hold the place in geopolitics that we hold, that that we've known throughout our whole life, you know. And uh, things are probably going to change in that regard. You know, in that respect, as far as what the changes to our standard of living and stuff like that here in the United States will be, I think that will have to depend a lot on us and how we react to these changes, right? Uh, but I do think, I do have concerns, though, you know, if the standard of living really does start to drop dramatically for the, uh, you know, like middle and lower classes in America... While the one percent, I guess you could say, to use like a sort of like a leftist term, right? Well, while the super rich continue to get richer, uh, that never ends good, right? <laughs> that whenever whenever those two uh, lines on the graph start to move opposite of one another, that that never ends good, and I, and I think that you are going to see some sort of. Uh, some sort of conflict like that rise up in the United States, a, uh, a sort of labor versus capital conflict if the standard of living does start to fall. And the problem with this labor revolution that's happening in the United States right now is that it too is founded on a foundation of sand, and that is just more government intervention. They aim to fix the problems of that were caused by government intervention with more government intervention, right? And it just, it's not going to work that way. They're just going to cause more problems. The answer is liberty. You know, as Ron Paul likes to say, the answer is liberty, man. And if only... It's not perfect. Here in America, it's, it's not perfect, and there's no such thing as utopia. That's right. Uh, but it is, but it, it is, a, it is a, a way in which the individual has the most ability, the largest ability to fulfill its universal obligation. You know what I'm saying? Whatever that may be, it's different for everybody. And that's why to generalize people is a mistake. Yep. You know, no matter what form you're talking about it in. You know, and I I totally agree. That's one, I mean, I very much agree. 
So we'll send we'll send you out on this, Levi. If if the United States continues to meddle, let's say let's give it by 2024, let's say. Do you think it's more likely that we're in a confrontation with like Russia and maybe some other countries like in a global confrontation or do you think it's more likely that we're so bankrupt we can't even get there. We just beat ourselves. I think it's more likely that we will get there. In fact, I think 2024 is is, is shooting long. I think that if things continue to escalate, especially after this uh, this major escalation here, th- this could very well turn out to be a, a real turning point in this conflict. Uh, if certain people's theories are correct, right? Uh but if things continue to escalate like it are right, like they are right now, I think that we could be in an outright conflict with Russia by mid twenty twenty three. I mean, even I mean, maybe even by New Year's. You know, who knows? I mean, like I said earlier, winter is coming. You know, and uh, I think that the, also the problem is that you know the two front war, China is also giving us problems over there around Taiwan and stuff like that. And and no, I don't I don't think they're going to back off. You know, we we've talked before about the death thralls of an empire. You know, it's like when you go, you know, it's like when you anyone who's ever trapped an animal. How long can they know, death thrall? How long can they death thrall? Before they don't they can't do it anymore. Because ultimately that is the end, right? That is right. the end game for this for America's empire. That is the end game. Well, the thing about the American Empire is that it has a massive amount of infrastructure that already exists, right? So, like, our military that already exists, just the amount of rounds and weapons and stuff like that. Jesus. That, you know, I mean, that, that alone is formidable. And we would also have the ability to continue manufacturing these things, at least for a little while, you know. Uh... But it, it would burn itself out unless, unless of course, uh, Russia and China really are just paper tigers and we just rolled right over them. I mean, I guess yeah. that's a, I guess that's a possibility, you know, but, uh, but no, I think that especially if, 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 if a real war was to break out and it didn't just immediately go to nuclear, you know, if, if, if a conventional war breaks out and it bogs down somewhere, maybe in, uh, maybe in Eastern Europe, you know, maybe even it, maybe it might even bog down in in Russia or Alaska uh, or Alaska. <laughs> I mean, who knows? You know, who knows? I mean, ri- yeah. When when open conflict between between America and Russia is eventually declared, uh, then yeah, all bets are off as to where uh, where battle lines could could potentially be drawn. Yeah. But uh, I don't think. I don't know if the, if if there's any real interest in in a, in a, in a uh, invasion of the United States at this point. I think the United States would have to really fall apart a lot more than it already has before anyone would even consider placing a single troop on our territory. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'm wrong about that. I don't know. I could be wrong about that, but I I think that. Uh, well, you also live in a region that's less falling apart than others. There's that's true. Some reason, that's true. There's some regions that have absolutely. Started to show signs of of of, of no. expedited decay. Let's just say, right? You know, I think for sure. But yeah, anyways, man. Anything you want to say to lead it out, man? I'm I'm good. It's a 
Yeah, tragic events, but also great events going on in the world, and that is the thing we call life. That's it. You know, right? What do you got to say, man? I just got to say that uh, history marches on, and sometimes you got to, uh, in order to avoid a massive war, you got to come to some agreements, and the map changes, folks. That's all I have to say about that, is the map changes. We want to say thank you so much for listening to our podcast, The Independent Thinking Texans. A lot of times, you know, we may not necessarily know what we're saying or doing, but who really does in this world? It's a busy, busy place. Thank you so much for taking the time, though. We do appreciate it. Keep thinking for yourself, always and forever. Have a great day.